not see that. Mr. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're in season four, episode number 18. Hello, Andy. Oh, just water. We're on a songs, songs edition tonight, which is uh, our music episode on Thursday nights. Tonight is March 16th, 2023, the eve of uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Well, see, I'm British. It's just the 17th tomorrow. We, we don't Just care. the 17th. Yeah, we, we we don't need a holiday to drink. And and here is, uh, we've got music, concerts, tours, album review, and all sorts of goodies. Now, I always like doing these, Andy, because even though they're albums I know, I'm familiar with, there's always something we pick up that's new. So tonight, we're going to do a little Black Sabbath. A little Black? You never do a little Black Sabbath, though. Black Sabbath is tonight, and the ep the episode is we're going to do the album uh, for Heaven and Hell. Heaven and Hell. Now, the cover cover artwork here is uh, was taken from. Uh, I'll get to it here, but it, it had a story behind it. It was a uh, old 1928 photo, and they decided to use it with uh, angels instead here for Heaven and Hell. But it's three angels there smoking and playing cards. So. We know we're going to be off on a good stint here, but Heaven and Hell is a ninth studio album by English heavy metal band Black Sabbath, released April 1980. First album to feature vocalist Ronnie James Dio. And so they got rid of Ozzy Osbourne in 1979, and uh, you know the rest of the band stayed there. They just got the new lead vocalist, which will come up later in my question for you, Andy. Uh, yes. you know, you like to talk about bands transforming and getting new people. Yeah. Did they keep the band name the same or not? Uh, this is one of those that it's very different. Yeah. Black Sabbath with Ozzy is very different than Black Sabbath with Dio. And I think they would have been better off changing the name of the band here because it's got a totally different sound. Yeah. But we'll get to that coming up here. So they had the falling out with Ozzy and uh, brought in. Ronnie James Are Dio. Are we thinking drugs had anything to do with it? There was lots of things going on. Lots. So let's start off with the band members, Andy, uh, because a lot of these have, have been around for a long time. Uh, Tony Iommi on guitar. Geezer Butler on bass. Bill Ward on drums. And there's some keyboards here by Jeff Nichols on keyboards. But they bring in Ronnie James Deal. Dio was in the band Elf and in the band Rainbow and was looking to do a solo project and get his own band at the same time. Tommy Iommi was in the process of getting a new vocalist and was looking around. She uh, talked to Sharon Arden. Sharon Arden. Yes. Her dad was in the music business. She says, you guys got to meet up with this guy named Ronnie James Dio. You guys have got to get together and put them in touch. So... Ozzy later, you know, marries Sharon. Dio gets together, and they initially discuss this, Andy. They discuss forming a new band rather than a continuation of Black Sabbath. Yeah. The pair met again by chance, this time at the Rainbow Bar on Sunset, the old hangout for uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Yes. They got together and says, uh, you know, Dio's seeking a new project. I always uh, looking for a new vocalist. It must have been fate, Dio said, quote, because we connected so instantly. The pair kept in touch via telephone. Now, remember now, this is 80s. There's no yep. uh, no smartphone, no instant messaging, no direct tweets. Uh, no TikTok. 
No TikTok. He arrived at Ioma's house in Los Angeles for a relaxed, kind of a get-to-know-you jam session. On that first day, the duo finished the song Children of the Sea. Now, this is a song that Iomi had wrote and had written, you know, the music part of it, long before Osborne was fired. He wanted this to be on the next album. But it had long been tossed aside because they didn't think it was going to work. Now, working on the album... Before they brought in Dio, you know, the band convened in Los Angeles for 11 months to record a new album, a process described by, by guitarist Tony Iommi as highly, quote, highly frustrating, never-ending process. And Osborne would, became fed up with the experimentation of the preceding two albums, Technical ex Ecstasy and Never Say Die. He preferred the band's earlier, heavier sound. And... And they had this uh, song, Children of the Sea. In fact, Iomi reveals that he still has a possession. He's in his possession, still has a recording featuring Osborne singing an early version of what later became Children of the Sea with different lyrics and a totally different vocal melody. He had that recording. Well, it got pitched aside. Dio comes in. He says, hey, let's do this today. Literally today they, they hash it out. Uh, so Dio said also, quote, Sabbath as a band was floundering. And with my inclusion into it, we pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps, cared a lot about each other, and we knew we could do it again, especially under the banner of a band that had been so successful. So they had been around for what? You know, you know, it was around for 10 years. Yep. And then so, but but get this, Andy, get this. No, Sabbath's lineup at the time was in a state of chaos. As the band prepared to enter the studio to record what we what would become the album Heaven and Hell, you know, Ozzy's gone. Uh, drummer Bill Ward was battling personal issues. Uh, his mother and father both died recently, and he was very close with Ozzy. And so he was still reeling from the fact that the band fired Ozzy and was dealing with his things uh, via uh, drugs and alcohol, as we put it. He never really got over that. So he was really uh, not himself. Uh, bassist Geezer Butler was going through a divorce and his future with the band was also in question. So Dio says, look, we need, we need a bassist. We don't know if Geezer Butler is going to be here. Um, so I'll take over for the time being, you know, Dio played bass a little bit in Elf and, and Rainbow. He says, I'll, I'll fit in, but we need a bassist. Tommy Iommi says, uh, you know what? I'm going to contact my close friend, Frank Zappa, and maybe he can put us in touch with a bassist. And eventually, let's see. So they get Craig Gruber to come in. Greg, Craig Gruber, former Elf and Rainbow bassist, to come in. They get him in the in the mix. <clears throat> At this time, Geezer Butler says, I'm ready to go, comes back and takes over. Uh, he put his divorce behind him. He, he was ready to go. Now, even though Bill Ward, the drummer, had personal issues, he still wasn't even happy with the direction Black Sabbath was moving in, you know, moving in. He, he, he's just, he didn't know what was going on. Um, and so they recorded it, they get it out, and Bill Ward comes up later in the, later in the story. Here's the songs they released, uh, Andy, here we go. It's Neon Nights. Knights spelled with K-N at the beginning. Neon Knights, Children of the Sea, Lady Evil, and Heaven and Hell. 
Heaven and Hell was never released as a single, but it's probably their most you know popular song right. on the entire album. I think everyone knows this song, but it was not released as a single. I didn't know that. The rest of the songs were Wishing Well, Die Young, Walk Away, and Lonely is the Word. Eight songs only. Eight songs, 39 minutes. It's it's very, you know, I listened to it today, and you know, they recorded this between October 1979 and January of 1980. They got together, recorded it, uh, produced it. It's considered heavy metal, 39 minutes, and produced by Martin Birch. And this was coming off their Never Say Die album. And the following year, they released Mob Rules. So they recorded the album. It's released. Now, the fans love Ozzy, right? Yep. Fans love Ozzy. They start touring with Ronnie James Dio, this, this small five-foot-four-inch dude. Um, and the fans are used to Ozzy in the, in the front spot on the stage for 10 years. Some of the kids hated it, and they'd shout, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. But over the months of the tour... Ronnie won them over and became a big fan. I mean, the fans love Ronnie James Deal. So they released the album. They go on tour. They had a, I believe, I don't know if it was a 60 or 70 date tour. The North America tour was, was broken up halfway through. Halfway through the tour in the North America. Bill Ward says, I'm done. I can't do this. Quits. Quits in the middle of the tour. Now, I did not know this, but guess where the last date to the stop was before the last show Bill Ward played was here in Bloomington at the Met Center. Met Center, there we go. And I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. Plays in the Met Center and and the overwhelming um, sense of his life just not getting together. Um, he, he said, I'm out. Called up Ronnie James Dio and says, I'm gone. I, I got to take off. Uh, he was already at the airport. Well, now they've got the, the rest of the tour booked. They immediately cancel the next two weeks of show dates after playing the Met Center in Bloomington. Uh, and this is when Ronnie James Dio says to Vinny Apache, come play, come play drums. We need someone as a drummer. This is Carmine's brother, right? Yep. Come on in. And um, the uh, he said in two weeks he'll be available he said, bring your gear, pack up your drums. We're playing a location in Hawaii the next time you play. Outdoors, outdoors. So on the flight, <clears throat> he takes a notebook and in pen writes down all these crib notes, all these uh, notes of all the songs that they play for the set list, for the 15 songs that were on the set list. And, and Vinny's trying to just put notes together, how he can play it, what he can use to remember, what's the beats, all these jottings down on the notes. So they get there. In Hawaii, it's outdoors. Um, they start the concert, and a few songs in, a downpour comes, and all of Vinny's notes are smeared. The <laughs> rain is all all over the notes, uh, worthless. It but finally rained in Hawaii. It finally, and so that's how the band they finished up. They kept uh, Vinny then on as drums going forward. But that's how Heaven and Hell got started. Bill Ward's last show was Met Center. Uh, many many years of drug and alcohol abuse for Bill Ward. In fact. When questioned the album Heaven and Hell, he said, I have no recollection of recording that album at all. I have no memories of even recording that three-month period. That is so scary. Now, he 
has been sober now for 30, 35 years. Uh, now, the problem with being sober is uh, and, and getting clean, and he hasn't touched anything. I don't think a cigarette, uh, drugs, alcohol, a cigarette, it really, he really put on weight and got to be a very large man. Ozzy, back in 2013, who was still very close with him at the time, uh, Bill Ward, went on a public radio interview and talked about the members of the band Black Sabbath. And he said, really let Bill Ward have it by saying, oh, the guy's grotesquely obese. He's just so huge, and he's let his body go. They asked Bill Ward what he thought of that. And he says, well, it was hard, but I now have one less friend. He really didn't want to talk to him. Wow. They have since made up, allegedly. But he said, you know, I'm doing all I can to keep my life in order. And, yes, I've gotten big, put on weight, but uh, – that's what uh, something something's got to be replaced. Food was the issue. He replaced his drug yep. habit with food. Became that a happened. very large man, but sober, clean, and sober to this day. Uh, so that's Black Sabbath. Now here's the back artwork of the back of the album. Yep, which is very cool. And so I was going to bring. I was going to bring that up. They also had another band, or someone did something like this, and they got an artist to come in and say, "Let's do something that kind of matches." The back cover uh, illustration is by Harry Carmine and did the uh, artistic work there. The album cover is taken from the Lynn Curley Smoking Angels uh, artwork, uh, where they copied from a, a piece of art from 1928 that was similar and that just made them into angels here, playing cards and smoking. But Andy, very good album. All the songs are good. Uh, some of them start out slow. You almost got a sense or a feeling that it's a ballad, but it's not. Uh, and it gets into some what I call just pure hard rock yep. music. I didn't know a couple of the uh, songs that they released had music videos. I went through and watched them this afternoon. And you know, this this to me sounds like a Ronnie James deal. Yeah, it's very, very sound- rainbowish. Yeah, very rainbowish. Uh, that's what he was in. And then, um, you know, he spent a couple years there and then broke out on his own, I think, in 83. Um, but it doesn't sound like a Black Sabbath tune uh, album to me. You know, Ozzy, to me, Ozzy is Black Sabbath. Right. To me, it's kind of the whole when Sammy Hagar took over Van Halen. Very Still a great band, very but it wasn't Van Halen. Not quite the same. I mean, I mean, it went platinum. Oh, yeah. The album went platinum. It was very good. And underrated when you look at you know Black Sabbath stuff, uh, they, you typically go to the other harder stuff. But um, this is very clean. This is very Ronnie James DOS. Yeah, you know the Sabbath stuff with Ronnie James is still good stuff. Don't get me wrong. It's just I got to really stop and think. Right, let's do it. Going was this Rainbow? Was this Dio solo stuff? Was it Sabbath? Which one was it? You know, because that's just Dio. His it all sounded good, but you couldn't tell what album it was from or what group it was with. And it's kind of the same way with Sammy Hagar. Was that a Van Halen song? No, was that, you know, uh, his other things he did with Neil Schoen? Was it his solo stuff? What was it? You know, you don't know what genre it came from from him. But a very good album. Yeah, yeah no, Zach Wilde, the former guitarist for Ozzy, you know, didn't like it and wrote a very critical review by saying, no, you know, Black yeah. Sabbath is Ozzy. Uh, Ronnie James yeah. Dio is not Ozzy, uh, part of part of black sabbath you know now keep in mind zach wilde was a huge black sabbath fan and so played out some ozzy um, solo yeah, so it's kind of very different it's a very different and i think the black sabbath fans when this change took place took it the hardest uh i was not a black sabbath fan back when this was all going on i just 
you know, really only knew one version of Black Sabbath and, and kind of liked them all. But they they took it the hardest. Uh, the true dev, the the devotees, the devotees. And Zach Wilde's kind of biased because he he was did some of Ozzy's solo stuff too. He was with him, so. Yes, so it wasn't real surprising, yeah. you know, to hear that. But. First of all, a couple things I want to say, first of all, about Dio. Let's get this straight. This way for Dio. This is not a, a – it's what, – what's the term? It's called a, a, a Mikado. It's an Italian thing. It's the evil eye. It's to ward off spirits. It's something he did to like Granny – he just saw Grandma do it all the time and – Twice about it. How many things has grandma and grandpa taught us we did that we just do because grandma did it? You know, it, whatever. But that's where that comes from. I thought that was kind of cool. Everybody kind of gives Dio the credit for getting the, the metal horns, the devil horns, just turn it around. But I don't think he really cares either. But I do have a few things to say, not per se about Sabbath in general. See, so I got the bats back there for Ozzy. But some notes. Andy's notes, I some, see some it. Yes. We're going to speak of Sharon Osborne, manager. We're going to think oh, about, very about the band and talk about their stuff. We're going to talk about Sharon. Um, she was, at the time in the 80s, very, very well connected. Um, it, it was almost who didn't she work with band wise. Um, some of the acts she worked with, uh, let's see, where's my list here? Uh, Gary Moore, Motorhead, Lita Ford, The Smashing Pumpkins. She turned down a chance to work with Guns N' Roses and Fred Durst and Courtney Love. So she's kind of got a connection to things. Um, not going to get into her media stuff. We're going to talk about Sharon Osbourne, the TV person. We're going to stick with the music here. She did have some bands that she bumped heads with. Didn't get along so well with one of them, Iron Maiden. Uh, one of her controversies with Iron Maiden is at Ozfest performance August 20th of 2005 in San Bernardino, California. Several negative events took place, allegedly, the fault of Sharon Osbourne. Her actions were reportedly retaliation to lead singer Bruce Dickinson sliding reality TV with claims that it was an attack on Ozzy Osbourne himself. What happened is during one of their shows, Sharon had some of her cronies and her entourage go up in the first few rows and throw things at Iron Maiden. So that, that's one thing there. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins. In 2000, Osborne resigned from managing the Smashing Pumpkins by releasing a memo which said, it is with great pride and enthusiasm that I took on management of the Pumpkins back in October Unfortunately, I must resign due to medical reasons. Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan is making me sick. <laughs> In an October 2008 interview, Osborne revealed that she and Corgan have recently made up. So, da 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 da. So that's her thing there. Oh, nice! I you did know, not hear um, that. She's, you know, had her different issues here, there, and other places around. Not going to get into that too much with her, but. So there's Sharon Osborne, very well connected. Um, you know, like I said, she was with Lita Ford. That's how her, her Lita and Ozzy did that duet. Because funny, Sharon's managing both of them. You know, so close your eyes forever. Oh, she was yes. kind of good for that. 
Um, so here we go on with other stuff. Concert information. Dustin Bones, Guns N' Roses tribute band, is playing uh, March 4th, 9 p.m., Grand Casino Hinkley. Okay, very good. Now they yes, they're really them, good. Uh, this is a good band. Uh, yeah, they, like we said before, to, to hit Axel's voice range is hard, and this guy does it. He knocks it out. Medina's got a couple shows coming up we want to talk about. Leather and Lace tomorrow night, so if you're, or Saturday night. Uh, it's a tribute to Fleetwood Mac and the Women of Rock. So if that's your genre, that's your your jam, as the kids say. There you go. And also Last in Line will be playing April 14th. More from them coming up on a future show. But yes, yes Last in Line, very good band. Look them up. Check them out. Trust us. We, we wouldn't steer you wrong. And Trilogy, Saturday, April 22nd. Uh, so Doors, Pink Floyd, and Led Zeppelin. And yes, there's other that shows in between good. there, but just not really in our wheelhouse. And I didn't feel like talking about them, so there. Yeah, they always yeah, got good shows. And it's, it's not all rock shows. They got some country there. ones. They got some blues ones. They got other stuff. So it's not just all rock shows at Medina. Check them out. Target Center. Shine Down, April 30th. With Three Days Grace and From Ashes to New. Now, there wasn't a lot at the X or Target Center coming up for concerts because of the state tournaments going on here in Minnesota. So, and basketball, the Lynx picking up at Target yes, Center. that makes and sense. The Wild are a fairly decent hockey team. So at the playoffs, they kind of don't want to book concerts around that. Leave the playoffs up for open. So got some new releases. Kiss. Go figure. They're about to end it, so let's do a three-album set. So there you go. Wow. Kiss off the soundboard. Def Leppard. Uh, they got a new one coming out. If you're listening to Sirius XM this morning, Hair Nation, you heard it. They had their first song. They played their video release. Um, it's with the Royal Philharmonic. They did uh, what was it? Animal, I think, that, or... Anyway, they got the Philharmonic behind it. They really slow it down. Very slow. Not my thing. I didn't like it. Not saying it's bad, just wasn't for me. Okay. I've, I've seen lots of bands have an orchestra behind them, and I've liked the song the way it's turned out. This one, for some reason, didn't do it for me. Now, that was one song. I haven't heard the whole album. I'm going to give it a chance, but yeah. Now, uh, when you know when Kiss did theirs, yeah. a full a full live yeah. set with the symphony in uh, in Australia, I think is where they did theirs. And you know, I don't ever you know have the urge to pop that in the the cassette or the CD player to, to yeah, jam out. You know, when I put it in, it's it's good. It's not the right. <clears throat> yeah. It's a different kind of good though. It's I, I get. I can't say oh Def Leppard. Yeah, I can listen to Def almost any time, but not this one. You got to be in the mood for the relaxed, mellow sounds. First thing in the morning, it didn't hit me right. So I'll give it another chance later, but not right now. <laughs> Sweet and Lynch, yes. Michael Sweet from Striper and George Lynch have another one coming out. Michael Sweet? Um, they've been doing – those like I think their second or third one together. They've worked together in the past. Very cool sound. I know we've talked about it before with Michael Sweet on there. 
Yeah, and Dockin. Now, Lynch was in the Lynch Dockin. mob, right? Um, okay. He yep. is a very good guitarist. Just ask him. He uh, He's always got stuff on his social media where he's playing, and it's just incredible to watch him go. Um, I've talked about I've talked about Generation Axe before uh, with Ludovic be and, and Steve Vai and, and Zach Well, all these guys on there. George Lynch, I think, could have been in that group, but George Lynch was one of those guys, kind of like a baseball. Ty Cobb was a great player, but no one liked him. Not a lot of guys liked George Lynch. So I think that kept yeah. him from being in the those super group tours and stuff. And Michael Sweet. For, for crying out loud, he's with Striper. He can turn the other cheek and see the other side, give someone a chance. Uh, we spoke about their tribute album Striper did a while ago where they did Heaven and Hell. He, Michael Sweet has filled in for Boston yeah. for a while as a singer. So he's not just all Christian rock. We've covered other bands he's in. This is a very cool sound. Yes. Good and course. I got one more thing I want to bring up. Something like to call a shameless plug. Check out our Instagram page, our YouTube page. I did a review of the Weird Al movie, or the movie Weird, the El Yankovic movie. So you can check that out uh, either on the audio ver or okay. the video on uh, Spotify or Anchor, whatever it goes by now. Um, our Instagram page and also our um, YouTube page. So if you're watching us on YouTube, this is probably the video before it. Um, let's see us on Spotify. It's probably the show right before it. Yep. Um, uh, about weird. the life of Weird Al Yankovic called Weird. I think it was less than 10 minutes. So, so you're waiting for the coffee pot to brew one morning on your phone, give it a peek. You're waiting to pick up the kids from school. You're sitting in the parent drive line. Give it a listen. Love it. Love it. So, that looks good. And, well, that that's it. Anything more on music, concerts, updates? We might do. I might do some more uh, documentary music movie type reviews, like the sports movie reviews coming up. It's little fillers in the week. So if you got suggestions on a sports movie or a music movie, don't put, like, Grease in there, a musical. We might well, do what those, but want. we might save that more like the album review of it, if it's a musical. I I want to watch the documentary about the Michael Jordan shoes, the sneakers, the documentary. Air, all that's that coming out. Together, Air. Air Jordan. Air. That would be one that well, I would uh, recommend that you do a review. After the movie and watch it, and we'll see. Um, I did the Spinal Tap album, but I didn't do it for the movie, so maybe we'll do This is Spinal Tap coming up. Yes. Turn it up to 11. Because it's we'll one know. more. All right, but give a... Uh, Give a listen to Heaven and Hell, a uh, little Black Sabbath with Ronnie James Dio. Great vocals. The great, you know, great guitar work. I yeah, love it's a great the bass. It's very Davis. rainbow. Uh, very I love Dio the drums. Sounding. Very hard rock. Uh, 39 I think the shortest song on there was very quick, three minutes and 58 stuff. seconds or something like that. The rest are all longer songs, so they're good songs. Okay. So. And they've released a deluxe edition and a remastered of, of this as well. I didn't get into that here, but if uh, for the true big fans out there, there are a deluxe edition of live this versions album and, stuff, and yeah. different, you know, uh, B, B cuts, live cuts, 
uh, different demo versions and things like that on it. But um, I didn't think it was worth it here for the show. Right. But good album yeah. nonetheless. All right, everyone. Have a good week.